Listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I'm here with Danny, aka only brings fragile three threats like Luke Cage to the table. Modesto, what's going on, buddy? Uh, I am just ecstatic because there's so many new <laughs> toys to play with and things to talk about that I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> there is so much to absorb. And it's nice that your fragile Luke Cage gets a little bit better. Yeah, fragile Luke Cage, glass cannon, <laughs> right? Luke Cage just gets so much better. How could you have a plan that centers around Luke Cage not getting one shot twice? I mean, I mean, which seems that silly. seems silly, my friend. Yeah. Um, anyway, listeners. Yes, we're going to talk about the core box. It's just too exciting not to. There's There's so much to absorb here. Um, we're going to almost like immediately start just dive into these characters, but Danny, is there anything that you want to say before we just like hop into all this? Um, I have gotten two games in with, uh, new Captain America and he's real fun. He looks interesting. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about him real, real soon. Um, okay. Well, our, our plan is, um, to start with Red Skull master of the world um first off i dig i dig this new leadership this like reality gem style leadership where once per turn uh, a character can use the leadership they convert a convert a, a failure into a crit and at the end of their you know at the end of the attack they uh they take a damage sorry they they lose a power and if they don't lose a power they take a damage real cool i like that it kind of front loads a little bit more and it's not something that you have to have power for and then that's that's strapped on to a really solid kit he's got um he's got nothing is beyond my reach which is like basically straight off of super strange right like it's cost four, um range two teleport someone range three he can use it on himself so he's got he's got both displacement and the potential to um to move himself um, and then overall, he's just got a really good kit. He can spend power off allies within range three. Um, he's got a, you know, a builder that can shock people. Um, I like him. And I, I, I know he hasn't gotten a lot of attention out of kind of the, the, this first wave of releases, but I could see this guy being my side chick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like this could be my other roster that I bring into the game store. I might be experimenting with some red skull shenanigans. Uh, my only problem with original Red Skull was that his gun cost the power and wasn't uh, just a builder. And now that they fixed that, not only did they fix it, making it an optional Mystic gun is ridiculous. Yeah. He's so good now. That's... He just gets to do everything <laughs> he wants to do now and choose his battles and just keeps fighting all day. Yeah. It's probably good that he doesn't have sap on it still. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, he has shot. He's got a chain throw. Yeah. Um, Six six solid solid stats. Um, I like I like Red Skull. I'm I'm seriously this guy is in high on my list of things that I want to build some rosters around. Um, it's got me eyeing um, Sabretooth. 
because he's a cabal affiliated character. So, yes. he, you know, good synergy with Dark Rain, but he can also make attacks during your opponent's activation, which you could use the leadership then as well. But you mean OG Sabretooth? Yeah. Not Apex? OG okay, Sabretooth, yeah, yeah. not Apex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see that because the once per turn stuff, you want to have triggers, right? Outside activation yeah. to keep triggering. Go crazy. Yeah, so I could see, like, like I'm kind of like, do I build kind of like a shield roster and play, like, Commandos and Bucky and Sabretooth and, like, a bunch of Got Your Backs and Counterattacks and... Um, but then, like, all kind of solid, solid characters that can kind of, you know, move around the table really fast. And, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. I've, it's on my radar. What's funny is that the healing factor one actually matters for the leadership. Yeah. That's it, just becomes <laughs> self powering, right? Because once we turn, you're like, oh, well, I'll just take a damage anyway because I'll hit it back and just keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. You do have to lose the power if you have it. But, if you if you like say you whiff the attack and take a damage, it was like I'll just heal it back. Yes. So, um, yeah, he looks he looks pretty sweet. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, but we've got a ton of characters to talk about, so let's move on to the next one. We're gonna talk about Mighty Cap, as we've nicknamed him, because he has the Earth's Mightiest Heroes leadership. Yeah, he's just everything I could have wanted out of an aggressive Steve. Um, he's just so good. He just wants the brawl. He wants to get in there, having a charge, right? Just being able to dive in makes such a difference. Yeah. And the range three is just so good. So he just dives yeah. in, throwing shields, generates a bunch of power, goes crazy on everyone. Uh, I like that his counting blanks is on his backside. Uh, so it becomes harder and harder to kill him as the game goes on versus like Panther who's front loaded in his toughness. And when he flips over, it becomes much easier to kill. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to like on the card. I, anytime you got a range three builder on these melee characters, that's just sweet. Yeah, range three builder that can generate more attacks, and he starts generating a bunch of power. Like it just gets ridiculous. Uh, and he can always raise his shield even against Mystic. So his one weakness for all the other ones, he's fine against. So I've just, just yep. used him like diving in and bullying people. Yeah, boy. and it's he's he he kind of hits all of the key things that you want in a character, right? Like he's he's got you know some defensive tech. He's got charge for action economy. Um, he's he's not great displacement wise, but he at least can displace with his spender. Yep. Um, and his power generation is reasonable at least because he can spike and get more attacks. Um, and I feel like we kind of you want to. We kind of. I was going to say, do you want to get into leadership? Yeah, we kind of have to talk about the leadership. Uh, yeah, so because like it just changes the dice math so much. So, so people don't know, it's for every any once per turn. If you roll a hit in a attack roll, you can pay a power to change another dice to a, a facing of your choosing. And what's interesting about that, since it's facing of your choosing, um, you can start hitting triggers a lot easier for like the three dice triggers, even two dice triggers, like flurries become easier. Cause if you get a hit, you automatically get to get a wild, which causes another flurry to happen. Um, you, when you have abilities that have pierce, if you get a hit, you'll get a pierce, which gives you one at minus one to your opponent for the pierce. So you end up doing a flat two instead of just doing one. Um, like it just starts getting well, even super just weird for himself, right? <laughs> like when he's tossing it, you know, he's doing a shield bounce, right? He needs a wild and a hit. Now, if he gets a hit, he spends a power and he gets another damage and you already kind of know what the defense role is. So you have a good idea if you're going to get power back out of it, you know, um, 
and then generate another attack. And like, it's, I will say when I first, like when I first glanced down at him, and this is one of the things you got to make sure you don't get trapped into with MCP is it's really easy to kind of hot take poorly. And I mean, this, this episode is literally earth's mightiest hot takes. Yeah. Um, and so we will probably still either be down on something that's good or high on something that turns out to not be great. You know, you, you never really know for sure, but we wanted to talk about this stuff. Um, and I will admit, when I first looked at his card, I'm like, fuck. Like, it's just a solid Steve who's not going to replace OG Steve because that really, that leadership is so good. But honestly, the more I looked at this guy and the more you start thinking about the things that this leadership turns on, it's a pretty crazy leadership, too. And it sets up um, it sets up Avengers for a very different kind of game, a very different kind of list. And that's exciting. Will it will it end up being as good? I don't know. But the more I think about it, the more uh, I think people are going to like this leadership and they're going to like, oh, man, here is like an offensive Avengers, which we've never really had that much before. Yeah, like it just takes your output and puts an overdrive. When you start being able to see die in the modifats where if you stack rerolls on top of stuff, like it just starts getting really crazy on your spikes. Uh, like an X twenty three just absolutely like murders people. Yeah. Like it just goes Well crazy. and like we we were talking about Medusa, yep. right? Like she needs crit and wild, but she's got a reroll. It's an eight reroll. Then you have a modify yeah. and it's like ah you have pretty good odds of getting one of your two if you get to a attack twice one of them yeah. should medusa flare. might just medusa might just come back in a big way she's good with both red skull and cap yeah. she's got lots of fun things to do yeah like you know and that's a character who i think people have forgotten just how murderous she can be uh but um, not to dwell too much on our good boy cap because lots of stuff to do right um do you want to talk about his card though Ooh. Like, he's got one of the better cards. I feel like we got to mention that. Uh, his text card is really interesting. I think it's interesting for him and also interesting for World War II cap for shield. Yep. Um, because it's basically they spend three and each character within three of them gets to, like, pick an option. And I love these cards that give you multiple options of what to do when you spend power because you can kind of tailor to your situation or take things you need. Um, but it's basically kind of like playing a uh, same leadership where you get to heal uh, a damage, get rid of a condition, or they get to place himself like a bump, like Midnight Suns, which is a really interesting third choice. It's for repositioning games. Yeah, and you don't have to pick all the same one. Like, so you could remove Stagger from Hulk and then give everyone else a bump to, like, reposition. Or, you know, you top off your character holding the extract, and then, like, Luke Cage bumps back onto the point or something, and Hulk removes Stagger, and Cap heals one. Like, you can do a little bit of all of it. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of toys you can play with. A lot of, like, knobs you can twist, I should say. Um, And so, if you're, like, it's comparable to a lot of other cards. Um, Like, it's comparable to, like, Second Wind. It's comparable to... um, med pack like like healing around the other people right you know condition so it's just i mean it's even a pseudo uh, avengers assemble yeah with bumps bumps are funny bunch of uh, with uh large bases are super funny yeah so i like it a lot i think that card is going to be really good and um could see play like i think it starts making both like this maybe 
if you just start looking at raw stats, it's like, is World War II cap better or is Mighty Cap better? And I think they're both good for different reasons. Um, so I, I think this may make cap because it's an unaffiliated card. Yeah. So this could put cap on the radar as just kind of a splashable four. That's a very competitive spot, but he's also can help teams with pay to flips. He's a four, four, like four physical four energy. Um, it, it's, it's solid. I don't mean caps a fan favorite. So I feel like we're gonna it'd be good to see more of him come back to that when we get to a little later on our list. Yeah. All right. Well, are we ready to move on to the next one? I think we are. Okay. Um, I am super excited about the Black Widow. Um, I'll, I'll mention on her sculpt, I don't like sculpts that involve other characters. So her, like, even her, her kneeing and Ultron drone is kind of cool looking. I'm immediately like, am I able to do this character without the Ultron drone in some way? But yeah. that aside, um, we've got a four threat Black Widow for the first time. She's a 4-3-4 with 6-5 health, and she's still a long mover. Um, She's a stealth martial artist, just like her her two-threat version. But then she's got Blades um, re-roll, defensive re-roll, where it's, you know, know, spend two, re-roll any dice on a physical or a mystic attack, including including failure results. So I think she is kind of obnoxiously tanky. because you're not going to be able to shoot at her very well. You get into range. She counts blanks versus physical and mystic. And then versus physical. or So she counts blanks versus physical and energy. And then she's got the re-rolls on physical and mystic. Like she's she's going to take way more damage than you expect. But the coolest thing about her is the ability. All that matters is the mission. Where she gets the ability like the shield grunts do. Where you get to control where an extract drops if someone does take her down. So she's fast, she's hard to kill, and she's just like the perfect extract holder. Um, and so I I love this character. Her her attack suite is solid. I don't want to get like super into them. Like she's just got a you know uh, a shocking energy you know five dice builder but then she's also got a, a gainer that's range four four dice and can stun um so she can still contribute to the fight in a lot of ways but she's not a she's not a murder four like we've we've gotten a lot out of her her damage output is just going to be fine um but uh she's she's like the ultimate extract four um danny where, where, where are you landing on widow are you liking this or does she not really hit your radar uh I think she's a diver, an extract diver, right? Yeah. Like she wants to grab someone's point and go, hey, can you actually kill me? Because I'm not sure, not sure if you can actually pull it off. Uh, I was immediately thinking like she's so good at grabbing scrolls, right? Like, like, like just being annoying, right? Yeah. Grabbing those paranoia, just... just like, yeah, like I'll just stand here. You're like, wait, like, I don't know. Can you kill me? It's not a guarantee. <laughs> He's like, I got stealth. Yeah. You got to move to shoot me. One shot. I can live for that. Whatever. Yeah, lots, lots to like. Yeah, she's she's immediately going on my testing list. Like she's in in the roster that I'm going to play um, this coming Thursday for sure. Yeah. And I want I want to see how she rolls out. Um, but man, she put stress on that Avengers four threat spot. Yeah, there's just so many people in that slot right now that are actual Avengers, not even like out of affiliation Avengers, right? 
yeah, you got Vision, Panther, uh, Voodoo. You know, like your your fours are are crazy. Is Jess? Oh my god, so good. Um, have we seen a card for her yet? Like a, a tactics card? Uh, for Spider Woman? For for the Black Widow? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, oh no, sorry, uh, we, well, did, we did, we did, we did. Uh, vertical assistance. What does that do again? Uh, uh, vertical assistance is oh, um, it's like the pseudo climbing. Yeah, the gear climbing thing. gear uh, tactical analysis. Is that what the card used to be? Yeah, yeah, it's that card. So essentially, she gets to pay two power and play and move and advance at a character and give him wall crawler, which we should climb onto buildings or climb onto things that are blocking the way. Like they'd be hiding behind something and then climb over it so they can then charge through or, or do something or start shooting from there, right? Yeah. So it, yeah, it's it's tactical analysis, not climbing gear. Yes. Even though it it gives climbing or it gives wall crawler like climbing gear did, but it actually behaves like uh it behaves like tactical analysis where it was a different character playing it and then the character immediately moves yeah helping him out Wait, like how yeah. on the artwork i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be danny rand uh being yeah. saved yes <laughs> <laughs> from ultra bots getting his ass kicked yeah i uh it's not a bad card it is not one that i think is going to immediately make the cut because i kind of feel like she's going to be like scooting around and using her power for um you know, her using her energy for like defensive rerolls and 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 stuff. So, um, I don't know how much I'll play, but I can absolutely see rosters utilizing that card. All right, Danny, what do you want to do next? Uh, next, I think is our boy Peter Parker, the spectacular oh, Spider-Man. Peter, uh, this is interesting. A three-threat Peter, right? So this is our third Peter. Yes, our third. Our Peter. third Peter. Um. He, a P P P Peter. Yeah, like he's not a fighter necessarily because the thing that's yeah. missing, like he's a web slinger, but he doesn't get the extra dice like his yeah. uh, other version does and Miles does, right? So he's just got a five dice builder. Yeah, but he does have five all the time. Yeah, it is five which all the time, is which nice. is nice, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Pays starts punching. What I do like is that he has a character throw. He's a size three character throw. Um, yeah. Just as like a superpower, which is the thing I always said I wanted amazing spider-man to have not regular peter has it which is totally fine they have the same builder great um i do like his spender his spender is basically you spend four energy it's seven dice but you also if you hit a trigger you get to throw a terrain piece so it's like having two attacks so you can start like uh, if you get punched you can start building up enough power start throwing multiple attacks at them and just trying to daze them that way yeah uh i think it's interesting and impact webbing which is just glorious when you have nothing else to do just push people off points yeah, I mean, I mean, no, no character is ever sad to have impact webbing as an option. Um, so I think he's fine. I think it's perfectly serviceable as a three. It encourages you to be a really wide web warrior list. And I don't know who he replaces of the threes, right? Because like you have Cat, you have Gwen, you have uh, Moon Knight potentially. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. He's. He, I mean, he does have a pretty reasonable power generation, but he, I mean, he does a lot of cool things with it. He'd have access to all webbed up, obviously. Um, he's still got some defensive rerolls. He doesn't jump out to me as like one of the stellar characters of 
the box. Like he, I look at him and I'm just like, this character is fine. He's a, you know, he has a, he has a three threat. Um, so that, you know, sometimes you just like three threats just fit. Um, I have a feeling he's going to get a leadership. We don't like this guy is going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's an Avenger and shield. Sure. Like the Peter that's like out helping out everyone. Right. Cause spectacular amazing. Yeah. Are two different runs. Um, so yeah, you know, I have a feeling that this one, um, yeah, he's cause I think with this box, they're going to want like they, I feel like they want you to be able to play Hydra versus shield and cabal versus Avengers with the box. I could see that. And Peter, like in yeah. the core box, Peter's role is to like defend a point. You know, people come into you, you punch them, throw them off. Yeah. Right. Like in that sense, like he fits perfectly. He's a, he's very toolboxy. And I think he probably puts out a little bit more damage than maybe you expect from a three, like not X 23 levels or anything, but I feel like he'll, he'll, he'll do some, do some reasonable stuff, especially if he starts getting buffs of any kind. Um, uh, uh, did we see a tactics card for him? Uh, we do have a text card for him, which is an interesting card, actually. Uh, let's go get okay. him, Tiger. It's Mary Jane, oh, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when Peter dazes a KO as a character, a uh, non-grunt character, he can spend two, and if he's holding objective token, he can like, heal and remove his special condition. So basically, he gets rewarded for like doing the right thing. And if he's not contesting his cure, he gets to move. But you still have to daze or KO a character, right? And so the question yeah. is, of your five, like what is this replacing, right? Because a lot of webs list starts pretty statically. Um, there might be some team up cards because like there's like the cat and the spider, where you can like throw her and she can pick up tokens and stuff that might might be some shenanigans. Because like, like, the problem now is that you have to take expensive Peter to do it, and that you don't have to do that now. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he fits in maybe a slightly more offensive webs. Yeah. Right, like let's get in there and fight and see what happens. We haven't even talked about new Iron Man, but can you like I could totally imagine new Iron Man um, handing out rerolls and webs could be pretty cool. Like someone who does a little bit more than Shuri, but still can hand out rerolls to other characters and has some displacement and durability themselves. And then maybe a Zemo or a Logan or something. You know who this might um, work with. I just real I just remembered this card. Um, Agent Venom and Peter have a team up card. Yes. And he yes, gets the Clintar stuff where you can't <laughs> modify against them, which would help in the because like Ooh. Peter now is like, oh, why are you fighting with Pete? Why are you fighting your leader, right? And diving a five threat. Fighting with a three threat on the other hand, perfectly good. Throw him away. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could be here for that. Right, because they both throw size three. So they can just be body blocking uh, a point and just throwing people off of it and, and just getting playing all day. Yeah. And they both be like, oh, you displaced me. I web swing back onto the point. Yeah. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. Not wasting any action. Still double attacking you. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. That could be. That Maybe could that's be like the, the fighty list, right? Like you're playing Miles because you can't yeah. play Peter leadership obviously with peter but it's like it's still hybrid even though it's like fighty for webs you'd yeah. still end up with a list where like everybody can displace people right like can you like just imagining an 18 of something like um miles peter flash logan and new iron man okay. lots of re-rolls like lots of handing out re-rolls like everybody can displace but then there's actually a fair amount of damage too 
Yeah. Lots of stuff to do. Like I was playing like more offensive web at one point, just because I was playing both venoms, right? Try to, to play yeah. down the fire. Uh this could be interesting. Right? Agreed. So taking an adult Peter. All right, what's next? Um all right. Well, this might be the character that excites me the most out of the box, potentially. Um, Doc Ock, Sinister Scientist. Um, Doc Ock has long been one of my favorite Marvel characters. And there's a lot about this that also fits my play style. So he's, um, he's still on the 50 millimeter base and he's a medium mover. So he's still fast, but he's a four, four, three now, not four, three, four, which improves his pay to flip game. Um, he's six, six health, but he's four threat. Um, he still has a scientific hubris. So if he rolls a crit, he gets power. Um, his throw gets bumped up. It still costs three, but now it can throw size threes. Um, he's got basically the same builder, except it's five dice. So the chances of getting wilds get even better. Um, his arm lasers change to, um, a zero cost beam four for four dice that can incinerate. So just kind of a, like a techie choice. Um, and then he's got he's got kind of a like an OK spender four cost range three, seven dice. Um, and if it deals damage, um, you bleach poison and shock them. So fine, like uh, not not anything to write home about. Um, but he comes with the Sinister Six Spider Foes leadership, um, which is kind of a little bit more controlly. Um, it gives it gives your team once per turn. um after uh, an attack targeting an allied character is resolved, if that character is not dazed, they gain a power. At first glance, I thought this was like one of those things where you take a damage, you get more power. But that's not what this is. This is any time they live through an attack. So against webs, if they like go for the push or whatever, like they like, you know... um we were just talking about it. The the web shot, the um impact webbing. Yeah, impact webbing, right? And you do no damage and push them off the point, you could be still powering them up. Um, which I think is really, really cool. And additionally, once per turn when an allied character suffers damage from an enemy attack, after that attack is resolved, it may remove one of the following special conditions from itself shock, slow, or incinerate. Um, so there's, there's all sorts of attacks that now if like someone throws an incinerate grenade at your team, you can shake off the incinerate after the, after the attack. So it's like, okay, you get incinerated by the attack and then you get rid of it, but you have to take a damage on this one. Um, and so you're, you're kind of hoping that, uh, you're kind of hoping that they, they don't whiff that first attack. So you can make sure that they don't have incinerate against everything else, but then the next tack that does damage to you, you're going to remove the incinerate anyway. So, um, uh, just like, I, I think this is a really solid, like leadership that really opens up to foes to a whole additional play style. Um, and it's doc Ock guys. Like it's the best. He's got, te- he's got octopus arms that are made out of metal. Yeah. I just feel like he was tuned up. Right. Cause doc Ock was like on the yeah. cusp of being amazing. And, like a range three throw is ridiculous. 
like a, a character range three size three throw now you're just like uh get out of here like you just eat people away and you just don't care like yeah. you're just building power and throwing people around like it just doesn't even matter and it, range three is like doing it from downtown too no one's gonna expect you to do it that's so good like the, the extra power is just fueling his shenanigans um i do wonder if you take goblin anyway and just suicide him essentially because then if he <laughs> flips like it doesn't matter you're like ah you did your job go for it but yeah i've been talking about it with um with jesse from fury's finest and we've been wanting to do another like roster building episode together like we've we've done a few times and there is a very very high probability that that episode is going to be a dr octopus um spider foes control sort of roster and i'm i'm pretty hyped about it actually yeah um, well i'm just thinking like uh, Ock, goblin rhino lizard and whatever two threat you want and you're just like running around throwing everything. You're just controlling the whole board. Like everything's <laughs> just getting thrown around. And you're like, ah, sure. Toad, have fun. Go grab something. Well, and his card is interesting too. You can only play it when you're behind on VPs. But it then means if you get... Um, I'm trying to... I don't have the card in front of me. So I might let you do part of this. But... Um, if you if you drop an objective, you get to choose where it goes and you get to place it at range three. So it, it just it's going to make taking extracts from your team in a key turn really difficult. But it does something else as well. Do you have that happen to have the card handy? Uh, I do. I do. Uh, this is our day, right? Uh, during the power phase, if you have your VPs and your opponent, Alak can play this card. So it doesn't cost power to play. You just play the, the you just need to condition. Right, being down yep. on points. And so what I think is interesting about this card is that it essentially it's like the shield grunt thing where you get to choose where you drop them. It's just at three instead of two. Yep. Um, and then each time you have an allied character that would be KO dazed, um, the enemy character takes one within two. So basically it's like explosion. So all your dudes as they're dying are killing, uh, and it's only enemy characters. So it's good when you've taken some tokens back, but you're still down on points. Right, it's like thirteen eleven, and you've got the tokens back. But you, now you need to catch up. Now you're defensive. Like it's gonna be harder and harder for them to take them away from you. Well laid plans becomes interesting. Right, like yep. they go up. You well laid plans. You drop everything. You grab a bunch of tokens. Like okay, cool. This next round, it's gonna be way hard for you to get this off of me. Good <laughs> luck. And I'm just gonna keep throwing you away if you can't kill me. So, good day, sir. Yeah, it's it's really solid. I. I'm a, I'm a fan. Like, and I think either you're winning or you can use the card to help swing a game, which I, which is some of my, one of, some of my favorite. Um, and so it just like foes who has some of my favorite characters now also presents my play style a little. So I, I, I expect that. I don't know if I'll do it before WTC, but foes, Foes are back on the menu, boys. We're feasting. We're feasting right now. It's so good. Uh, All right, yeah. my man. Um, what, what do you, who do you want to talk about next? We can talk about our boy, our boy, Bucky Barnes, who's gotten a new character. He is Winter Soldier operative. So this is like the Winter Soldier when he's uh, being an assassin in like brain programs, right? He's like full yep. soldat shoulder. So, uh, he's lost his rapid fire on his gun. But the flip side is that it's now five dice. 
uh, and it just builds power and instead of bleed it's suppressive. So it like takes power away. So it's a decent gun. Uh, just five dice builder, range five, which is good. Um, yeah. you know, good ability power and stuff. He now has an energy grenade, like his uh, commando friends. Uh, but the difference here is that he can shock on his wild, and it's range three, five dice, one energy, pretty good. Uh, builder is a uh, builder. The spender is kind of <laughs> interesting in the sense that you can cause uh, an explosion, right? Explosive stuff where it's on a wild hit, you just do a damage to everyone within three. And it's only enemy characters, which is good. Like everything that's enemy only is good with me like bunched up and you're trying to fire in. Um, but yeah, he has sure. hit and run, which I love because he has stealth. And the stealth and hit and run is an amazing combination. He's basically running. He's a, a stealth range five character. <laughs> yeah. So he can just start running in and running backwards and just never be caught and dancing around points. And I think that's his main game is just never being pinned down and constantly just moving around the board like Hulkbuster does. Um, what he has is the goblin uh, rocket thing of blowing up terrain of people walking near him. So he's like setting off grenades and stuff and blowing up buildings, which is super sick. Yeah, it's basically the same as Trick or Treat. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then he says Spetsnaz, just, just for the sake of it, right? Um, but there's a gimmick here with having Spetsnaz, right? Is that his character card, uh, which is for both uh, Bucky's, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, it's just James Bucky's Barnes, not uh, Winter Soldier or anything, right? But essentially, yeah. if he's playing in Cabal or Criminal Syndicate, he gets a whole bunch of new abilities, which is super weird. Uh, but the main thing is that if he's within two of his leader, um, his leader, he gets to basically, um, got your back if they've been targeted by an attack, but they don't have to die. They just have to be targeted by an attack. So every time you target your big character, uh, like your leader, uh, you basically get shot back at by Bucky. And what comes interesting is when you have big characters like a MODOK, right? Or someone who wants to be in the middle and taking shots and stuff. And now you have Bucky following up attacks as you're shooting him. You're like, oh, this is bad. You're like, yeah, there's a lot of attacks <laughs> coming into you right now. <laughs> and they start whittling you down, just like shooting you back over and over again. And that's where like, I think it's going to be good for um, big central piece characters because essentially it's punishing you for killing them, but you want to kill them. So wh- what do you do? Not shoot their Thanos, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's interesting. Do you think he's going to be Criminal Syndicate affiliated? Uh, I mean, this is bad boy uh, Winter Soldier, so he could be anything yeah. right now. Um, oh, the other thing is that when he's within two of uh, a character with leadership, he gets to gain a power and remove one damage. It begins his activation. So, like, he's healing and getting power by sticking near the boss. So it's like a buddy cop thing where he wants to be near the boss to be getting, like, Getting, getting your back and healing damage, and shooting people. That could be that could be interesting. With um, the weird thing is, is that like OG Bucky is so good with Daredevil, yeah. but both uh, like Shadowlands Daredevil and him are stealth characters with ranged attacks. Yeah. Like that that could be interesting in itself. And Bucky could start first, start the shooting and then uh, hit and run forward for <laughs> stair devils to then follow up and pursue his way up. <laughs> and they start like tag each other and yo-yoing yeah. being bros. Now I like it. Um, will it take a tax? Like, is it good enough to take a tax card slot? I don't know. 
Yeah, that's that's always a that's always a hard thing. I will say, I mean, shout out, he may have my favorite sculpt of this box. Oh, yeah, it looks super cool. Yeah, it is super mega like murder mode Winter Soldier, and I and I and I just I dig I dig it. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, like he just seems Such fun, a- like just like a fun character. Uh, he's a four three four. He's got these stats. Like the thing is, like he doesn't have a lot of de- his defensive tech is hit and run and stuff. If you're not moving yeah. around and using your stealth to limit attacks going into you, he's going to crumple, right? Like, he's not that tough. Um, but he does have six health, so, like, he's not going to, like, fall apart immediately. He just can't take sustained fire. Yeah, that's true. Like, no defensive rerolls, um, no, like, damage reductions, you know, no cover, stuff like that. Yeah, he's going to be one I'm I'm going to be very interested to see how things unfold for him. Because, again, he's he's might be in my conversation for top five favorite sculpts that's that's how much i like his sculpt the range five filters are sick right like they're not bad um and the taking power away can be interesting um i mean i it's just kind of okay with suppressive yeah i mean burning power off people you're like oh i whiffed on damage or you got too good of a block but now you have no power to charge like that's still and he does it per wild not just once yeah so like it, it's not bad. Um, it, it's just kind of swingy, right? You can't really depend on it. Yeah, but but not that's fine. not the worst. Yeah. Uh, and shock is always good, so you can't complain about that. All right. Well, I suppose that is back to me. Our next one is going to be Ultron. Oh my god! So before I get into Ultron's card, I will say at first glance, I wasn't sure I was excited about this character. Um, I saw a five threat with no action economy, um, and I was a little worried. And then someone in Discord reminded me that because Age of Ultron says Ultron, and the alter ego is Ultron, Age of Ultron has to work for new Ultron. Ultron is always Ultron. Ultron is always Ultron. Um, They could have done like Ultron 2.0 or something as his alter ego um, because he has a program, but they did not. So that means this is a five threat who's relatively tanky that can be brought back. And so Ultron's back on the menu, boys. Um, Ultron Metal Tyrant, five threat, um, still 50 millimeter base, medium move, size three, but he's eight health. Yeah. and he's a, a four four five, so really solid defenses. Um, still immune to bleed and poison. Uh, they gave him bow, or you know, spend two power, move a care, you know, move an enemy short that's within range three. Um, so that's sweet. He's immune to bow effects. He's got the the juggernaut helmet, and he counts uh, counts wilds as two versus mystic attacks. So he's going to be kind of. Um, not the easiest person to take down that direction. Um, his kinetic field generator, I think is the exact same as the updated version of old Ultron, um, range three, throw medium cost three, I think. And it throws size four. I think that's the exact same. Um, his, um, his energy builder is range four, six dice. Um, and then, it has after the attack wild after the attack is resolved the target character gains poison and bleed. It is absolutely um, bananas for a builder. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say bananas. I think it's a fine builder for a five threat. Like poison and bleed success 
is pretty reliable because it's one wild for both. Yeah. But I mean, those are probably like the two effects that people are most immune to. Like it certainly, I, I, I think the builder's fine. Um, and then he's got extinction protocols, four cost, range three, eight dice. Before damage is dealt, if the target character is size four or less, throw them short. So you got a guaranteed throw of characters. And then it's got explosive force, which is, I think, stolen from Black Panther. Wild, after the effect is after the attack is resolved, other characters within range two of Ultron are pushed away from Ultron short. Push characters suffer one damage. Yeah. So this can just be like everyone gets off my fucking point. Yeah, he like shoots like shields and laser beams out and pushes everyone away. It's like, no, this is mine now. Yeah. Oh, and also he has drones. And the drones are interesting so, because the drones, like their comeback mechanic is very different. Because um, when they get destroyed, um, one, they um, do damage to characters around them within two. Like, 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 and give Ultron power. For every damage that they deal to someone, Ultron gets a power, yeah. which is interesting. So like little zombies, you know, climbing over and yeah. killing people as they die. It's like, sick. I love you guys. Um, but the way they come back <laughs> is that if an allied character throws a terrain piece and it gets destroyed, uh, I guess the terrain piece just gets destroyed. It's part of a... Yeah, like, so it could be it could be uh, Hulk throws an enemy into a piece of terrain yeah. and it destroys that piece of terrain. And they just come back. You you would get you would get the drones, um, which is like an interesting way of them coming back. They can come back out of activation that way, uh, yeah. and they just like keep coming back over and over again, uh, <laughs> which is pretty cool. They do get staggered when they come back in, but I mean, they still get something to do. Uh, one of the things that I like about this is it makes size ones even more impactful on the table. Cause I've had discussions where people like size ones are pointless, but I'm like, Hey, they block pushes. They can block landing zones. They're still interesting to a table layout. Uh, I'd like size ones. Like I put them on my yeah. tables. Yeah. I, I don't like tables with like eight size ones, no, but like I think two to four. Yeah. I think three or four is a good number for a table. And this, like when you're playing Ultron, you might think about that stuff more and like specifically like, okay, I spend her, throw your character into this random size one. You take an extra damage and I get grunts. Drones come to me. Yeah. Um, like I think you're just shooting so, the beam and cycling drones and they're just dying and giving you more. And you're just like throwing stuff over and over again and bringing more drones back and just doing like just doing this whole gimmick. Yeah, so there this this character is going immediately into my roster and I plan to plan to talk about it more. I've got I have plans for this guy. Uh, eight health is a lot. But like it's a lot yeah. to chew through. We have not seen the backside, but I have a feet Mike, if I were to if I were a betting man, I would say it's probably the exact same. Yeah. I don't even fit more space in that card. Yeah, I I I think this is just going to be one. Most of these characters are similar. There's a couple characters who lose a health on the other side. Um, so, I mean, if he ended up being a seven, I guess I wouldn't be super surprised. Um, I don't think he'd be eight, nine, but uh, I still think we're probably most likely to just have an eight, eight. Yeah. Um, and so that's a lot of health to chew through. Um but he's a fast character. He's got good tech. He can't be bowed. He can't be um, web-lined. Um, I, I like this guy a lot. And Ultron, Ultron was one of my OG, like, 
characters I was most excited to play when I first picked up the core set. And so I'm, I'm happy that there's an Ultron I'm excited to play. Okay. And I think, I mean, I know you were excited about him too. Is there, is there anything on your radar for him? Oh, uh, remember I, I can't just think about bad kids. So I've been trying to play all the, the good kids. Stuff, oh, right? So yeah, yeah. I think him coming back is going to be super interesting. It also really depends how much health he has in his backside. Uh, if it stays around the same, he's like an eight, seven would be crazy. Um, but we'll just see what he's going to do, right? He's going to be a really tanky kid who's going to stand on a point and go, you can't kill me. And if you damage me, I'm going to just get explosive force and just push you away. Or I'm just going to uh, throw the you funny away thing or is, bow you away, right? I, so I've, I've gone through this weird cycle where I have bought multiple core sets and multiple um, Ultron models, and I've, I've wrecked multiple of them. There was a point where I was all hyped up to like do Ultron and sculpt a cape onto him. And then um, I did not shank, I, or I did not shake my new um, like army painter silver enough. And man, it just came out <laughs> like globs basically and instantly ruined the model. And I was like, fuck. And so then I was like, kind of unmotivated to work on it. And I finally got around to doing him again. And then um, it just ended up with like, I think I may have like rushed to try and attach him to the base. And then I, I ended up in a problem with like one of his legs. I was like, fuck, I am never going to get this done. Um, and I think I bought another one off eBay and I finally did one. And I, uh, it took a cape from, I think, super giant. I think it's from super giant. Um, and then sculpted onto him. So I have an Ultron with a cape that I don't think I've ever played. So he is going to become my proxy for new Ultron as I as I test him out. I mean, at least you got to salvage him, right? That's what really matters in this story. Yes. So um, I don't I don't really want to get into his card. We still have a lot to get through, and I don't think his card is super interesting. Yeah, I think it's just okay. It would make more yeah. like it's just fine. I think he generates power just fine on his yeah. own. Yeah, and I just don't think it will take his cards. But I'm happy. Not all cards have to be winners, right? Like we've, you got to choose. So, all right, uh, who's after Ultron? Uh, our boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Crossbones. Best character in the box, Crossbones. That's why we saved him for last. Yeah. Except he's not last. Uh, Crossbones just got upgraded to having a gun instead of his like regular punch, um, and he has aggressive, which I don't think he had aggressive before. Nope, he had aggressive. He says damage reduction. He's got hit and run, which is kind of interesting. Uh, his gun yeah, hit and run's is cool. a beam three, which is fine. Uh, it has pierced, but it's a, a wild skull, um, which isn't as cool. And outside of that, like he's kind of the same. He's a 4-2-2, which is just scary right now. There's just a lot of characters that can just randomly do that. Yeah, but he's kind of the, and he's still a short mover. Yeah. He just, he, oh it's not God. a runner. He's a lifter. Yeah. Um, hit and run's nice. Um, he, I mean, he does have a beam three gun, so he's got some cool power generation, but he, he loses his big damage potential as well. Uh, he does have a card, which is kind of interesting. Uh, his card is kind of like the Wolverine's card, where he gets to sit in place and he can't be moved. Um, 
by any he can't be moved by anything. Yeah, like he just he's done. Allies, he's, enemy, like he just cannot be moved. Um, and then he can reroll defensive dice. So like that'd be good on like a center scenario or like on a researcher. You're like, hey, like, I'm standing here and we're, we're doing this, right? Uh, is it good enough to <laughs> yeah. bring crossbones in? I don't know, <laughs> right? Like that you're relying on him to just be a tank. Like, wouldn't you use lizard? I mean, it might be kind of cool in a list that where you can also like give him bonus defense dice. Um, sure. Maybe he's cool in defenders, right? Because he could then suddenly like have a mystic beam. He can probably spend for it, and then Doctor Strange can be giving him additional dice. Yep. But if you're playing defenders, you're probably just playing Kunta Dynamo, who also does like the damage reduction through his rerolls yeah. and stuff, and he has mystic beam and. I mean, maybe there's a situation you play both. I'm I'm trying not to totally shit on and on Mr. Brock. Uh, he's just an okay three. I mean, he's a three. So I mean, it's be fair to him. He is a three threat, not a four threat. Yeah, and in a box, it's almost all, uh, almost all fours. Yeah, it's it's pretty evenly split. There's fives in there. Okay. All right. Well, we don't have to dwell on crossbones that much. Um, let's let's talk about Carol. Um, first off. Uh, her, she has two sculpts. She's a, she's a, a move, you know, a, um, transformer, uh, transforming character. I wanted to say transmorph. And I was like, that's not correct. Um, her binary sculpt is one of my favorite sculpts in this box. Yeah. I mean, they've done, they've knocked out of the park of a lot of the sculpts in this box. Like there's a lot of dynamic, dynamicism. There we go. Uh, throughout the whole thing. Okay, so she is a five threat. She's a four, 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 seven health, um, size two, um, 35 millimeter base, medium movement. Um, she's still immune to incinerate and poison. She's got a photon blast um, that is range four, five dice, gain damage, uh, gain power, control damage dealt, pursuit on a wild trigger. Um, and then she's got a sonic boom, zero cost, range three, six dice after this attack. It's also a builder. Um, and then concussive, so wild, they lose a power. So um, fine attacks, I think, for, for a five threat, like nothing to write home about so far. And then she's got the energy absorption, uh, enhanced energy absorption. Um, so this is just like Super Strange's ability where for each wild in your defense roll against mystic or energy, um, you can blank one of the uh, offensive successes and you gain a power for it. Um, and then um, she has, uh, when this character is dealt damage by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, she gains a power. So lots of cool power generation. And then if it's the start of her activation and she has six or more power, you may transform her and on the binary side um same overall stats she has a zero cost charge yep and then she has um a one cost range to six dice that um pushes the target and has wild incinerate and then she's got like another a builder or another spender that is range three three cost eight dice um Afterwards, she get the the place within range two, um, kind of stolen from Angela. Um, wild throw, uh, any size, and explosive, so it can deal some damage around them. Um, 
And then she's got, I'm just getting warmed up. So she can, for two costs, she can throw a character or enemy size four or less medium. Um, that's super sweet. Um, and then at any point, if she drops, um, if she lowers her power enough where she has three or less, she can switch back to the normal side. Like where whenever she spends or loses power and she is now at three or less, she can go back to the other side. On this side, she gains immunity to stagger and stun. Pretty cool. Right. Because there's a lot to absorb here. She feels like maybe she's the one that's like hardest to understand what she's actually going to play like. Um, It What's interesting about transforming for her is that if she gets staggered back through an attack, like a Hulk spender or something, and she starts her turn, she transforms potentially, which gets rid of the stagger. And then she's going to charge in and go crazy. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, she could be on the uh, binary side. And if someone saps power from her, she could like transform and be out of range of the second attack yeah like it gets it's interesting it's hard to transform characters because you're reading two cards at once and trying to see how like they interact and play with each other uh so it's probably gonna take a couple games really figure it out um but ways of getting her power like you know a force would be good right her just like generating power out activation so she gets juiced up in humans right to get her to the point where she transforms in so you can guarantee it or more regularly guarantee it or like she's always just going in with all the power and all the fun, fun tricks. Sorry, I hadn't even thought about A-Force. Yeah. Like, in A-Force, you, you're like, wait a minute. If I start attacking characters, like, what, you know, some of those initial offensive lists, like, you could end up with Carol. Like, you, are you going to risk letting Carol get to get to six power before she activates her spicy you know turn you're like you count down clock down right you can see what happens here yeah like whoo so it's just yeah, there's it's just it, it's just hard to like it's hard for me to wrap my head around how she's going to play i think in a force we're just generating power like just ways for her to do that and we're consistently have the power to always be in her energy form because zero cost charges are ridiculous right um, a two cost throw all's ridiculous. So just going in, punching as hard as you can, um, feels good. Yeah, I can see that. I think, I think you're right. I think in humans, like if you really want to, you could be putting her online right away. Yep. Um, so anything to, so. to do that stuff, but the thing is she needs to start with power. Like that's the, the one limiting factor. Yes. She can't switch mid activation. Um, so interesting. I think she's the biggest question mark for me um, as to like what she's going to be like. But she was the one, the card that I sent to Steph right away. I'm like, I'm not going to bombard her with all of the cards, but she'll want to see the new Carol. Yeah. Um, like not even with Steve, it works, right? Because Steve is a cost reduction and hers isn't a power, right? Like yeah. It's a passive thing. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, who do you want to do next? We're going to do, uh, I've been waiting for this the whole time. Baron Helmet Zero Zemo. He is the coolest guy in this whole thing because it gets me one <laughs> step closer to playing Hydra. Uh, so he's a Hydra leader, uh, but really it's an upgraded version of a three threat Zemo. He's now four threat. He's a four three four, so he's basically got the same stats. Um, he still has his strategic genius. So he's still got rerolls. His builder is still 
uh, range two, five dice physical. Still got Pierce. He has Dancing Strike, which he basically has elusive, but it's on. He a... did not have Pierce. Oh, before. he did not have Pierce. Yeah, uh, he just yeah, he, he was a wild. Bleed. He was a wild bleed. Um, his the interesting thing on him is actually his gun, and it's a glue gun. Essentially, it's range four, five dice, wild slows, crit wild stuns, crit wild skull staggers, which is super interesting for a gun. And I called it a glue gun because slow. Is just an amazing condition I mean, on a range four gun, but stagger. adhesive axe <laughs> pistol, glue gun. Uh, he's just a fun character, and his spender is range three, which is what the spender was now, right? Uh, seven dice, and if it KOs a target's character, he gets to move. So it really, is a coup de gras, right? So he pops them yeah. and gets to move afterward and stuff, which is cool. Uh, his leadership is so interesting to me. Uh, if he's your leader. Uh, you get to take an extra Hydra unaffiliated Texas card from your uh, 10 and it can be played this game. And the second part of it, so you get a six Texas card, which by itself is okay. interesting design space. Let's pause on that right. for just a second before we get to the next part. So listeners, you, what you have to remember is that you do not declare who your leader is until after deployment. Yeah. So at that point, you know where characters are and what they are playing. And then you get to pick a sixth card. So this is where like card, like card choices, like your, your rack become really interesting. And like those tech pieces, you're like, man, I wish I knew this in advance. You're like, well, now you do. <laughs> and you're going to yes, take this do. card. And you're like, oh, this is good to know. Um, like if you, you have brace, you're like, I don't know if they're going to take the thrower. I was like, well, let's keep it in the back pocket. Like, oh, they did. Okay. Well, I guess we're taking brace now. Um, or taking up your, your just backup cards, right? Um, the second part of it is what just causes me to be so excited is that when you play attack this card, uh, you get a power refund, like Mystique's leadership refunds a power for picking up extracts. So you have to pay the initial cost, but you get refunded a power back. So it encourages you to use the cards that you have um, for early advantage because you're just get, getting it for cheaper. I uh, I did like I had to reread it and make sure that it was before because there was that moment where I was like, holy shit, do Spider-Woman and Captain Marvel get to play their bullshit card round one? Is that a thing? No, no, it's not a thing. Okay. Um, what is interesting with it is advanced R&D. So whoever plays advanced R&D can give their power to someone else, but then get their power back. Yeah, so yeah, uh, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. It's like, oh, okay, I get a refund yeah. of this card. So you can someone can use it like Toad can use it and give it power to someone for them to get two power for a charge, and he can still pick up an extract. Yeah, not not nearly as much. Um, not nearly as much downside. Yeah, I. The only thing I don't like about Zemo is that I like OG Zemo. And so it's just the downside that you don't get to play maybe the best character in Hydra when you're playing this guy. But this is way more my speed than the other Hydra leaderships. Um, I think this is I think this is a super cool leadership. Um and a lot of people are talking about bringing it and then playing versatile strategy and then switching off of it. And that my instinct on that is that feels like a waste. Uh, it could always just be one of the cards you have and you could switch into it with your last card. 
you decide to stay ZML. If you don't, you just yeah. decide to switch into it. But to a certain extent, then you're you're all you're you're not gaining a tactics card. You're just gaining the choice of a tactics card. Well, I mean, you don't have to choose that card. You can only choose the other cards, right? So the question is opportunity costs, right? Like, is there a situation yeah. where you would play the card and therefore it should be in your ten? Or if you would never play the card, therefore you should always just have something else that would give you more utility. And that's just hard to know in advance. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, okay, to a certain extent, you could look at this like, if you think Zemo is good enough to fit in your squad anyway, right? Then the versatile strategy is essentially free and you can just benefit from round a round one discount on like an advanced R&D or something like that. Um and then you, you then you use the leadership that you were going to use anyway, um, which I guess is fine. But I mean, I, I mean that's that that's fine. Again, it's not bad. I think there are situations where you do that, but that's not what I'm most excited about. I think this is a legitimately good leadership in its own right. Being able to bring a sixth tactics card that you get to choose after deployment is fucking cool. Yeah, like this is very different. And just to wrap up the character, um, he doesn't have a charge, but he has a medium move. Um, uh, same thing from very, World War Two cap. Yeah, just uh, holding a token. And uh, Gwenpool, right? She has the same thing. Well, she has range free place. She goes through gutter space. Oh yeah. Um, and he's a master duelist, so he has like the regular Ghost Rider Gwen thing where he attacks again. He gets extra two dice. But it is only if he does a sword strike. Yes. So you'd have to do like. Spender and then sword strike. You can't do sword strike and then gain two dice on your spender. Yes. Um, which is fine, right? You end up attacking twice. That's 12 dice, right? Sip in, yeah. attack in. If you spender and attack and walk out, that's 14 dice, which is fine. Can't complain about that. Yeah. Not, not too bad. Um, All right. So where should yeah, we? I, uh, uh, oh, I can say, where should we uh, tie this off? Who's last? Oh, man. Wrapping things up. Did Zemo have a card? Uh, Zemo did have a card. I am a Baron after all. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, this one was interesting. This one's interesting. I haven't had time to like really wrap my head around it because like there's multiple things going on. Uh, Just read the card because I kind of yeah. like want to refresh myself on it. Sure. Helmet Zero may play this card during this activation. He gains one of the following effects. During the next attack made by this character, this activation, during the modify dice step of the attack, Helmet Zero may reroll a number of his attack dice equal to the number round. Or the round number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Helmet Zero gains power equal to the round number. Helmet Zero gains, removes damage equal to round number. So he can heal, gain power, or reroll dice. Right. So this is actually an interesting card, and this could be a good pull-in, like, six card. You're like, actually, Zemo, it's time to get some work done, bud. You're getting there to fight, right? Um, but being able to get power and, like, round three, like, guaranteed get three power, but cool. Uh, I'm now going to move into you and double attack. I mean, worst case scenario, you could use it round one so he gets the movement. So he could just, like, you can Walk just charge, on charge. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like this is good enough that you're just you're just playing it right like it's just it's a just thing good. that you do um i mean it juices him up right like healing him if you've got an extract advantage is good um going crazy rerolls if it's time to just end the game and kill someone is extremely good when he has a lot of dice uh like i can't complain he looks cool and it's usable by other zemo yeah um the magic missile um, turns into a super magic missile 
yeah, I mean, just uh, just a just a good card in general. Um, yeah, I uh, I dig it. I think this is I I don't want to say auto include, but I I would say seriously in con- in the consideration if you're going to play as emo, this card is good. Yeah, like it, I'm excited for Hydra because all the Hydra leaders are like friends of each other, and depending on how you feel like is which leadership you take. Well, this this guy makes it so I may finally like actually play Hydra, Zemo and Spider Woman. Yes, like just party time, running around the board, being annoying. Yeah, um, like I said, the only thing I'm disappointed about is just, like I kind of wanted like a leader that I was super excited about, and then Spider Woman and OG Zemo as my core. And so I'm I'm a little torn on that part of it, but all right. Well, let's move on to the final character, Invincible Iron Man. So we get a we get an upgraded. Um, why am why is my search not bringing up? Oh, it's because Iron Man is not hyphenated and it is two words. Yeah. That's I I ominous fail. Um. I'm glad I don't edit comic books. Um, so uh, same overall defensive stats as three thread Iron Man, except he goes up to six health. Um, he still has flight. Um, instead of invulnerability, he gains a version of inert to pain, except it is only enemy effects. So it's spend one to reduce a damage, but it cannot be used against bleed. It cannot be used against crisis effects. It has to be an enemy effect. Um, and then he has Jarvis, which is a, an exact duplicate of Shuri's rerolls. So he can't reroll himself, but he can give rerolls to um, any of his allies, offensively or defensively, but not to dodges. Um, and then he has Black Panther's leadership, but for shield. Yep. Um, exact duplicate. Him or any, you know, anyone on the shield team can spend one power to reroll one dice in an attack, defense, or dodge roll. Great. Um, awesome leadership. Um, his primary builder is um, Repulsor Mark II, which is up. Uh, it's kind of in between OG Iron Man and Hulkbuster. It's five dice, still pushes um, on a wild um, before damage is dealt any size. Um, but then it, it gains a thing from Hulkbuster where if it does no damage, he gains a power. And then he has billion dollar punch, range three, seven dice, cost three. Before damage is dealt, place him within range one. And then on wild hit, if the target character is size three or less, uh, it may throw them away medium. Um, and then he's got focused Unibeam, which is um, a range five, seven dice spender that I think is awful. But man, Iron Man immediately turns shield, which is one of already the best affiliations up a notch, right? Like gives them another leader option, gives them one of the, one of the stronger generic leaderships in the game, gives them access to rerolls on their guns, maybe opens up things for, you know, a new age human torch, like more energy attack focused shield. 
like we could be in a whole new world, a whole new age, a new world, whatever is called this card. I already thought Bucky Okada was ridiculous, but Bucky and Shields with even more she all the Shield tax cards just makes me yeah. low key mad. Um, because it's just like, hey, why don't we just give you more gas to work with? Um, Shield. Shield could be pushing into being the best affiliation in the game. Yeah, like to tie it all together, right? What it really comes down to is kind of like the Shuri situation where they want to generate some power early. They're happy sitting on some power early to be doing rerolls to then generate some power to continue doing more rerolls throughout the round. So it's about timing when Iron Man goes. There's always some well of power to to pull from to do uh, all this fun stuff. Uh, The Jarvis stuff, right? All the, the Shuri stuff. But the leadership just, it, it's just so good because you get to choose when it happens. It's also defensive, so it's harder to kill people. It just, it's everything you'd possibly want, S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, and it's kind of a perfect leadership for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it's per turn, right? So you, you just start shooting stuff. Right? Like, you just start shooting stuff all day long. Like in your back, it also your makes Thanos like, shield better. Yeah, like, like I don't understand. You imagine like Iron Man and like when you can play Iron Man and Fury and um and Thanos together. Like you're like, oh well, now I have rerolls, kind of like Guardians, and I have all of my great cards. Like Thanos shield is nuttier. Normal shield is nuttier. Gunline shield, like it's all. You know, like the I'm staring at his leadership, and I just I just realized something. It doesn't say once per turn. It says when making uh, attacks, defending, or dodging. Yeah, it's the same as Panthers. I, I, it's just so much. I thought Panther was once per turn. Nope. You can do it on every single attack roll, every single defense roll. Yeah. Just everything. It's just so crazy. Yeah, we've just had so many leaderships. I, I'm sure even when you were playing Wakanda, you were doing it per attack and per defense roll. Because I'm pretty sure you did it when we played. It's just there's so many leaderships now that are once return. Yeah, you, just that you kind of forget that some aren't. For sure, for sure. So he just um, makes them so good. They're already a good shooting faction and wanted to ball up a little bit. And he's like, cool, hang out with me. Let's shoot some more. Like, you're right, boss. We should see some more. Well, then I think it's funny that Stark does kind of like his own versions of Vibranium Shielding. Yeah. And he gets an unaffiliated tactics card that spend X up to five all allies within X gain additional dice on their attack rolls. It's like, which is also really good for shield, but also really good for a ton of things. Yeah. Offensive vibranium shielding. This is just funny. Yeah. Uh, like, and like, then you had rerolls. Like it just Bucky with a hammer is going to be a nightmare to deal with. Can you imagine putting that in like, criminals with the gun line stuff or something as well where you're like okay well he's got re-rolls and then he gives re- you know gives more dice to all of these rapid fire characters and like there's i think if i had to hot take pick a character that is going to have the most impact on the meta i mean i think it would probably be iron man you know it's funny people were taking like sentinel prime for the exact role of having the rerolls and stuff and like shooting laser beams and pulling people with yeah. chains. I imagine it does the same thing as a fourth threat. 
Uh, Sentinel Prime can reroll his own stuff. Yeah. And has a little bit more power generation for one more. But Sentinel Prime um, pulls, he pushes. Um, yeah. So, like, there's some interesting design space here, right? For for him to just be a mobile reroll bot, essentially. For, like, just offensive Shuri, right? You know, honestly, I mean, he wouldn't be bad in Sentinels. I'm not sure I want to play Sentinels, but he gets some good benefit from their their card that like denies people um denies people cover and stuff and you could have reroll bubbles on multiple sides of the table um i don't know you know he kind of he kind of fits the uh i feel like tony could easily be hunting mutants in the wrong timeline he actually might be good on webs yeah He's I, mean, got... I was saying that earlier, and like he kind of like he fits the thing, right? Yeah, like the rerolls would help when you want to actually punch or like do something, right? And so you're like, oh, I need to do one more. You're like, oh, how about two more dice rerolls? Like, oh, cool, thanks, bud. Right? Him and Agent Venom hanging out on a side of a table could work really well too. Like they're both range four attacks, um, and then you like give rerolls to help tune up agent venom's accuracy and it's like oh sure you can shoot iron man but he's got damage reduction and stuff and that protects agent venom yeah so like i I could see him like just being the role of a control piece that's giving you re-rolls and a range four builder does that perfectly fine that can push right like it's great and the mcu has certainly made it so like iron man and like tony and peter hanging out just kind of feels fitting it's a normal thing for them yeah, I remember. I remember doing Shuri with Webs way back in the day when Miles first came out, um, and it, it it did good things because you're like, oh, well, sometimes you just can't reroll skulls, but now you're like, oh, well, oh, actually, you can totally use these rerolls on skulls, and it can like tune up defense. But he's got a little bit of everything, right? He's got what they want. He's a little tankier than the average Web, so like a reroll, defensive reroll on him is a little scary. Um, he can push people off points. He can turn up the offense for a team. There's a lot to like. Yeah, like that that could be interesting, actually. I'm just yeah. flying around, do some some stuff. Uh that's a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Whew, there is still a lot to absorb. We still have not technically seen the backs to Bucky, Ultron, or Carol. But and I think there's still a few cards we have not seen either. Yeah, I imagine the core box could have more cards that should be like a, a good chunk of cards, yeah. right? I think it said it comes with 20 tactics cards, and I feel like we've seen like 12 or something. Yeah. And imagine and we're knowing g- that like there's an Age of Ultron in there, there's an Avengers Assemble in there. I think there's still somewhere in the range of five to eight that we haven't seen. Yeah. And I think there'll maybe be some unaffiliated cards just yeah. naturally from a core box, right? I'm surprised how many of these are not affiliated cards. Like okay. that Tony's isn't affiliated. Ox isn't affiliated. There's a lot of just, interesting card, like Battle Plan for Captain America is not affiliated. Yeah, like that is that card's gonna see play. But both oh yeah, Shield Cap and and this Cap are gonna have some interesting things to do. Yeah, hot take card wise, I think Caps might be the most the most impactful card. But that feels like an even hotter take because um, I I have concerns that. Tony's card could be really nuts. Um, Zemo's card is really good. Um, there's a lot of good cards here. Their their tactics card design in general has gotten a lot better. Yeah. 
Like, Joe. just a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot of things. To All right, Danny. Week. Well, anything else that you want to do? Like, we were already, we were well over the hour mark, yeah. but we knew that kind of going in. Um, do you have anything else you want to add before we, we hop into bonus Patreon stuff? No, I'm just excited to play this game. Like, there's a lot of new stuff to try around. A lot of you, like, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of characters that move into other lists and get tried out for yes. a while. This could be a lot of, you know, new innovation. Yeah, the list that I'm going to be trying out has new Ultron and new Black Widow both in it, at least for the time being. Yeah. So. All right, listeners. I know this is a lot to absorb. You're probably hyped just like us. It's cool to have MCP news. It's cool to have stuff to look forward to. Thank you, AMG. Um, and uh, this is this has definitely raised my hype levels. Danny, your hype levels? Oh, through the roof. <laughs> I I love it. And you're you're still sticking with the, the Avengers. You got you got to go, Mighty Steve. All the oh, way. I have Steve in there, and we just punch people now. Yep. And we just have Sam as backup plan. You're like, I get to play good guys, but I get to play punchy good guys. This is what I've always wanted. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like you're you're Menoth. You think you're the good guys and you punch everything. But I am the good guy. Bad war machine reference. Um okay, listeners. I will just say um this is probably a good spot for us to close things out. Um I don't feel like we were particularly spicy, but I just hope that you enjoyed the most OP hot takes that we could have on Earth's mightiest hydrogoons. Later, nerds. <laughs>